All right, welcome to another episode of the Open Book Podcast. I'm here today with uh, two San Marcos icons, uh, Khalil Fuller and John A. How you doing? Hi. How you doing? No, we're just going to talk a little bit about their journey to San Marcos and their plans <laughs> after San Marcos. So, uh, you want to start, Khalil? We'll start with you. Um, Khalil's a North Texas transfer, and we'll just talk about that, your time there, and things of that sort. Yeah, uh, yeah. I started at North Texas. Uh, was there for three years. I got... Um, my freshman year was like any other freshman year, you know, on and off. Uh, started at first, had a senior from Notre Dame, came and took my spot. Man, I'm not, I'm not heard about it because he was from Notre Dame. And um, sophomore year, starting spot was there. I got hurt, had to get back surgery. Um, so that slowed me down. Um, my left leg uh, had nerve damage, so I had to regain the strength back in that because it atrophied. And then my third year, coaching change, and he was a butthole. So um, <laughs> there was no way. You, it's hard to play for a coach that didn't recruit you. So um, I knew after that I had to get out of there. And um, I actually wanted to go to Fullerton. That was, um, you know, close that's to my house. California. Yeah, that, that's in California, close to my house, because my, my abuela was, was dying. And I wanted to come home and be close to him and close to my mom, you know, because I already lost my pops. And she – uh. She needed somebody, so I was trying to be close to home. My waiver didn't go through, which said I didn't have to red shirt uh, another year. So I was like, okay. Uh, Coach uh, Williamson ended up calling me. And, um, you know, Foster, I talked to Foster. He, you know, he put the right amount of money on the table. And I took it. And that's how I ended up here. What did he give you, like a quarter mil? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, the real G's don't talk about the money. We didn't let it be. So, you know, I'm just going to let you know it's a good number. All right. All right. And now, John A., now talk a little about your journey from all the million schools you've been to. <laughs> Marcos. Um, well, yeah. So my journey is definitely all over the place. But um, it started at um, Cal State San Bernardino right out of high school. And I actually, that's when I had my first surgery. So I ended up redshirting. I tore everything in my right shoulder. I ended up redshirting over there. And Coach Jimenez was actually my coach. And then she left to come to San Marcos, but I didn't follow her. So I went JUCO instead, played there. Uh, We won a state championship. I was the MVP of the tournament. Like, I, I had a great year. And then I ended up tearing everything again um so that was the January of 2016 uh, got surgery after season got a scholarship to a division one in Mississippi uh I went and I ended up getting kicked out so I had to come back and I got my third surgery um when I came back I tore everything again for the third time and um the doctors had told me about two weeks before my surgery that I would never be able to play basketball again, that I would only get about 70% of mobility back in my arm. Uh-huh. So like all my, you know, dreams and stuff at that moment were just stripped from me and gone. So I went through a lot, like a lot of depression and stuff like that. But then one day I just, I woke up and God has spoke to me and told me that it wasn't the end of the road. And, you know, here I am two years later. I went back after my third surgery, played one more year at Mount Sac. And then Coach Jimenez offered me a full-ride scholarship. So I took it. And here I am 
three years later, you know, just finished collegiate basketball. So that was kind of my road and why I ended up at San Marcos. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about like you guys' injuries now, you know, after getting hurt and then having surgery, like how do you feel as like a player coming back? Like, do you feel, uh, I mean, obviously it's not easy, it's challenging, but I'm speaking in terms of like being like a hundred percent the person you were before or like just talk a little about that. Yeah. Um, tell me. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> in, in, in my experience, um, I mean, first off, depending on the severity of your injury, which both of us had pretty severe injuries, um, being that it was my back and her so and her shoulder. Um, I mean, it's pretty scary first off because, you know, you don't know if you can come back, period. Right. You know, and then once you figure out you can come back, the biggest fear is, well, can I be the same player that I was? Right. You know, can I be can I be the player that, you know, all these coaches love to see and, and recruited me to be? And can I jump as high? Can I run as fast? You know, all, the, all these questions go through your mind. So, um, you know, people, I think you got to be focused on taking it one day at a time and just focused on getting better today. Right. But if you try to look at the end of the road, you can't see it. So, you know, when, when I went through it, all I could see was, you know, I was in pain right now. And so all I felt was I'm probably going to be in pain forever. Right. And and that and that's what scared me. But, you know, I had great trainers and, you know, they made they made sure that I took it one day at a time every day. And, um you know, I was able to, I was able to come back and I was able to come back, you know, stronger because obviously they make you really strengthen everything that was weak at the time. So I came back even stronger and uh, I was able to, I was able to dominate when I got back. And what was your recovery time like from the back surgery? Oh man, it was a, it was a whole year. Oh yeah. That's long as hell. It was a whole year. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was, they, 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 they didn't have, they, they couldn't play with my back. It was my, it was spinal surgery. Uh, so they couldn't, you know, take any time to oh you could come back early maybe no they couldn't play with this so yeah that it was a whole year until oh, I touched that court again. And what about you, John? Um yeah I just think it's really important to take it day by day. I mean going through surgery physically and mentally it takes so much out of you. I know me personally I I'm not the player that I was you know before I had all this or even when I just had two surgeries like I was never that player I I play more scared now and that's something that you know if that if anybody is going through any type of surgery that's one thing that you shouldn't do is play scared because that just opens the door to more injury but Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that when you do get hurt to sit down and kind of just appreciate things more because like Kalil was saying like you never know when the end of the road is you know you could be playing today and it could be gone tomorrow and I think that's a lot of what I went through more appreciating where I was and that I was able to do this stuff and just kind of figuring out too, like self-evaluating and seeing like, who was I past basketball? Cause it's more than just being an athlete and being a basketball player. So right. I think that's big to think about too, as you go on your journey. Now you said you had three surgeries now after which surgery did it take you to like step back and realize, let me think about life beyond basketball. Or just in terms like rehabbing, let me take it day by day and those sort of things. Well, taking rehab day by day was after my second surgery because like the extent of work that they did, you know, I repaired every ligament. I got a bone from my back, put in my shoulder. So I had a lot of work. So I really had to sit down and focus and, you know, say, if this is where I want my future to lead, then I need to take this seriously and take it 
day by day. But at that moment, I never thought about like being more than an athlete. It was more just Johnny, the basketball player, just basketball, basketball. But when they told me that I would probably never be able to play again, that's when I had to sit back and say, okay, well, well, who am I? And I had to figure out who I was and and what I was going to be because, you know, I, I thought the end of the road was, was now. So, yeah. All right. uh, let's talk about uh, some of the factors that led you guys to play at San Marcos, like whether it was recruiting or just things of that nature. Um, well, Williamson, I mean, you know, one thing about uh, recruiting is, I mean, you can't really trust anybody. We all know that. You can't no trust anybody and, and, yeah, and, and what they say. But I think the difference in division two level, because in division one, you know, you everybody gets the same money. Right. You know, everybody gets the same money. You on full scholarship, you all gonna get the same stipends and you know, per diems or whatever. But here, you know, the all the money they offer you would just tell you the investment that they're making right. into you. So in, in division two. So I think that when I got here and the money was laid out for me and I saw the steps he was taking to get more to 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 get me here so I could be comfortable. Um Again, it had nothing to do with trust. It has had to do with, okay, I see what you're doing here to get right. me here, and you're not going to invest this in me if you don't want me to come out here and perform and play and, and do what right. I do. So that that's really what it came down to at the end of the day. It wasn't like, you know, because I, 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 I mean, I've been in this business too long. I've been recruited. You know, coaches lie. That's what they do. So, you know, I can I could care less what he was saying. You know, I just needed to see the money that was put in front right. of me. And then that's when I was like, okay, that's that's your investment into me. Now I'm gonna put my investment into the school because you know you let me know that I could trust the money. I, I know I can't trust you, but I could trust the money, and that's that's all I need all to right. see. And what about you, John? Um, same kind of deal. I I wasn't gonna go anywhere where I didn't have a full ride scholarship and everything was paid for. And I I actually I almost committed to Cal Poly Pomona, but they weren't trying to offer me housing. And that's another reason why I committed to San Marcos because they were offering the whole package. And on top of that, uh, it was in a great area, you know, nice facilities. And I knew Coach Jimenez previously. So I knew that I could come in and I wouldn't have to really prove myself, you know, in a, I would get time and I knew her system and I just thought that I fit well. So all those factors played into my decision when committing okay. there. And then I uh, the struggles like you guys face while playing at San Marcos. So like for Khalil, it would be how we won what nine games last year. And then uh, oh, man. for John A., you could just talk about how you guys had a young team last year and you guys had a more focus on improving game by game versus just looking at the goal, kind of how you guys this year where it's like, yeah, we can compete for the to uh, play in the national tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, let me start by this. Before I say the nine games, uh, the biggest struggle for me was the division one to division two. That was the biggest struggle off right. top. Like I, I was struggling. I, I mean, things that were usually done for me, they weren't done for me anymore. Like I didn't realize how spoiled I was until I got here, you know? And then I was like, man, you know, where's this, where's that? Why, why isn't anybody getting this yeah. for me? Getting this for some- me. And they're like, you got to get it for yourself. And I was like, what? Give some examples. You know, and uh, right, right. And, you know, people getting mad at me because I didn't understand it, you know, but I was like, okay, eventually I adapted to that. I had to, had no choice. But um, the nine games was the toughest thing. This That was the toughest thing I ever had right. in my life, ever had in my life. For one, we had terrible players who thought they were really good. 
and you know they felt like they should be on the court but got in the gym you know one day of a seven day week and you know it, it was it, it was just it was just it was terrible it was a terrible team to be a part of everybody was so selfish and it's okay to be a little bit selfish in basketball but i could see if you were being selfish if you got in the gym right. every day but if you get in the gym one day of the week you shoot 10 percent from the field and then you want to you know play all these minutes it didn't make sense right. to me uh also, you know, with the with the injuries that we had on the team, because I honestly feel like we could have been good if we had certain players, like if we had Bear right. and you know, so like even even Paris, if he would have right. stayed, if we just had certain players, I, if Ace didn't yeah, get hurt, didn't get I hurt, just feel like you know we hands. we could have right, right. I just feel like we could have done better, but we were over practiced right. too. Um, you know, we only had seven players, but we're still going for two and a half hours every day. That doesn't make make a lot of sense. So. Um, you know, I feel like that could have been handled better. But that nine games, I mean, that haunts me. I try to put it behind me as much as yeah. I can. And I know it haunts yeah, you because, I mean, imagine being the best players of a nine-win team. You know, you're still terrible at but the end of the day. For me, it was coming from uh, in JC. We won 25 games both years I was there. And then in high school, we were in the semifinals of the championship every year I was there. And then same thing in prep school. So it was more of like a clock where it goes from opening. Right. I want to say we came to a losing coach. To that team that we were on, everybody was losers, basically. Right. Nobody really knew how to win. Yeah. Were like, how do you get used right. to that? And go ahead, John A. Um, yeah. So last year we were very, very young and we had difficulties, you know, gelling as a team because everybody came where like everybody came from, they were the top dog on their team. Right. So now you're coming to a situation where there can only be one, maybe two superstars and everybody wanted to be that person. So that affected us not only on the court, but off the court. We had a lot of problems um, with our group and letting people in our circle and stuff like that. And something I really struggled with, like as a leader, I came from a culture where it was every day we were going at each other's necks. I mean, we were dang near fighting every day in practice and then coming to this culture where everybody's so sensitive and you foul them one time Man. and they're ready to cry type of deal. <laughs> oh and I wasn't used to this like I'm a tough kid so everybody kind of took me and my toughness and my competitiveness like the wrong way and it's like this isn't you know who I am but it's who I am on the basketball court right. so either you guys get with it or you get left right and they didn't really, like, understand that mindset. Like, I only wanted to win. I don't care if you guys are my friends or whatever. I just, I'm here to win. And so that kind of affected me and the team at the beginning. Um, and then towards the end is when we kind of sorted to, to, like, come together. And, you know, we had a winning season. And then this year, you know, you had the same core that came back. And still some of those problems that we had last year, you know, carried over into this year. And then you have other factors. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into specifics, but you have other factors that are coming from, you know, like the coaching staff that are affecting, you know, how we do things and, and things of that nature. And even though I don't consider our season, yeah, I got, it got like cut short, but us not winning the tournament, I don't really consider that a failure just because, you know, we made school history and stuff like that. But I tournament? think that 
Yeah, okay. yeah. But I think that if things went differently throughout the season and some things like were changed before it got too late, we would have and we could have won that tournament and we could have went, you know, 31 and 0 or whatever our record was. Like we we lost games that we shouldn't have lost. And that kind of haunts me every day because that's, you know, I, I got to live with that moving forward. Sure. But, you know, overall, the difference between last year and this year has been great for for that team. Right. And we kind of went through the same thing a little bit. I think uh, they tried to make some changes a little too late. And we started off winning. And what were we, Khalil, like seven and one or something like that? Five and one or something like yep, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like a seven-game yeah, winning so streak. you start off the season winning, it kind of like sure caused a lot of problems. And I, I, you can ask, Will, I was vocal from day one. Like, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. This person going to be a problem. So on and so forth. And our coaches didn't really realize it until, uh, honestly, until almost the last game. They were still trying to make adjustments and figure out, I think, what things worked and what players worked together. And I mean, I think for a lot of us players, it wasn't really rocket science. Like we could be pretty vocal, but we're not really going to that much detail. But you can kind of talk a little about it. Uh, talk a little bit about it too, though. Yeah, um, especially this year. You know, I I think with the team that we had, I mean, we had a deep team this year. We shouldn't have been. We shouldn't have been. You know, where we were at all. I think our culture was terrible. Um, very, very, very selfish team, man. I mean, we just. I mean, we we just couldn't we just couldn't get it together. And again, it starts from the top right. down, you know. And I and I go with myself being at the top, being the captain of the team. You know, what I'm saying it starts with the top down. I'm I was having trouble. Uh, you know, my my patience is bad. My my attitude gets bad sometimes when it comes to stupidity. And <laughs> you know, you you know my attitude when it comes no, to stupidity. I, I, I just can't say stand it. So. Man, so you know, but yeah, you you hide it well. I I can't hide yeah. it well. So. Uh, you know, you know the time and place. I don't know the time and place. The time is right, right. now when the place is here. So, uh, um, you know, we we just had we just had them struggles all the way through, and it's just, I mean, decisions that should have been made game time. Like, I mean, first half somebody plays terrible. You know, it's time to you know replace that. But no, they'll ride with you to the end of the right. game, and it's just like, I mean, man, at some point in time, somebody you know got to come in I and do it. Nice. But you know, they were After like our like third or fourth consecutive loss. And I was just like, I know where this season's going if you're trying to coach off analytics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he was talking about uh plus minus was this and that. And, you know, and I'm just like, well, I remember he told me your y- your plus minus was the worst. And I was like, well I played yeah, forty minutes. That. And we got blown out. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we lost. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got blown out. So I mean, yeah, I'm it's gonna be the worst. I'm right. I played the most. But uh but I'm like, but look what I did. Like, no turnovers, you know, double-double. Like, I did what I could. But, you know, it was it was like, you know, they were calling me out. And I had to accept, I had to accept yeah. a lot of that, man. And it was just like last year, I had right. to accept a lot of that. You know, so it was like, I, I just hated having two losing seasons yeah. in a row. You know? you know, we did lose. Uh, this year, things could have went differently, too, based on us on the court. You know, one other play could have changed things. We lost five games on Bucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I yeah. think what the – yeah, unheard that, of. definitely unheard of. And all of them were in the same spot, Trey Law. That's <laughs> almost like Team Scouter. If you want to hit a game oh, winner man. against San Marcos, get to the spot right here. Like, you know how 2K, you draw up the play and have was... a little icon? Like, that's almost what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like part so of it was, lucky, uh, you know, as a leader, sometimes they have to put things on you and say things to you to motivate the team. 
But then there's other situations yeah. where it's like sometimes you need to just call out a particular person and not subliminally give them messages. And I feel like that was a, a problem this year compared to last year. Where we'd get in the locker room and coach, he would call out whoever had a problem, whatever was going on, he would directly say it to them. Yeah. But I think this year we did also have a lot of guys that are a little more sensitive. He kind of had to deep around yeah. the bush a lot. And I feel like that's also probably a huge challenge as a coach because, one, you have to stay connected with your team. And two, some guys, if you say the wrong thing to them, they turn into a cancer. And we had a couple. Right. Which, which made it hard for us, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I have a problem. Not, I mean, I have a problem. Like, how many times you had to come to me like, Khalil, it's not the time. Yeah. You know, because I'm ready to say it when it needs to be said. Like, I don't I don't right. like to wait, you know? So I got to say it. You playing bad, you doing this, you slouching, you crying. I got to say something to you. And uh but you know you know but the sensitivity on the team was so high that it was like man i can't even talk to right. some of them you know if you know some of y'all i could talk to but i knew most of y'all i can't even say nothing and then you know i'll be called into the coach's office like hey khalil man you gotta take it easy on some of them like i'm like right. what college basketball right. i remember bj called me and after i think it was like my second week practicing because i didn't start practicing till like i think it was like october then he got mad at me for uh i think i was talking to bryce in practice one day and it was just like, you know, we're competing. And he did something, and I was just annoyed. So I started just, like, pounding him. And that's just how I am as a player when we're practicing. Because usually you're going to, like, think of something more. And when your team's saying you're like, stop doing this. And when your coach is like, hey, stop doing it, you know, sometimes. So that was my yeah. point of trying to do it. And then he, like, called me to the office and was like, you got to just be, like, nicer to your team and, like, a little more caring. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we're, we're all grown men here. And sometimes you just need to nut up and, you know, move forward in life. But. You know it is what it is sometimes. So uh, let's get into uh, you guys both. I think you both got all conference both years. You were at San Marcos. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's talk yeah. about like what that means to you guys and like uh, where that ranks in your like accomplishments playing basketball. You start off, Nay. What? You start off. I said you go oh, ahead. You go okay, first. Okay. Um. Well, it's definitely like a great thing making all-conference. Uh, last year, I got first team all-conference, and this year, I got second team, and I ain't even going to do it. That was some BS. I don't care what nobody got to <laughs> say. Like, I know I missed games because I got injured, but at the end of the day, like, a couple of our players, AK and Emma, got second team all-conference as well with me, and we're, like, some of the top players in the league, right. so I, I didn't really understand, so... I, I don't really want to sit here and accept that second team all conference. I think that they, I don't know what was going through their heads when they picked them, you know? And like I said, I know I missed some games, but at the end of the day, if y'all got a double and triple team me all night right. and before I got hurt, I was still averaging damn near a double, double. Like that's a problem. Right. How many games like, did you miss? You know, but, but, you know, like I said, it's an honor to even make it. I know there's a bunch of players in the league, but you know, it's kind of disappointing this year to to see what I received and stuff. How many games did you miss? Ooh, I think I missed seven. seven. Okay. And uh well. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean, like Nate said, last year, you know, I won second team and you were in the locker room when I won that, when I got that. And you remember what yeah. I said, how I don't want it. Uh -huh. You know, I didn't want it because for me to be fourth in the league and scoring and first in rebounding and me get second team, it didn't right. make any sense to me. And then to say that the, the, um, well, you guys were losing, 
I'm like, okay, but this is an individual right. award. This isn't a team award. Mm-hmm. This isn't about did you did your team win? It's about right. how did I do? And then, you know, for, for that, and then, you know, uh, like, like Nay said, if you have to double team and triple team and have code words just to guard me, how does it make sense that you give me right. second team? You know, it, if you have to seriously sit up here and game plan to how to guard you and how to keep you off the glass, that's a, that's a problem. And so um, I think that was, that was pretty upsetting last year, last year for me. But this year, since I kind of knew how it worked, um, I knew how it worked. We didn't, we didn't have another winning season again. So I felt like I would get second team. But I think this year was a little different for me because I'm so ready to move yeah. on. You know, uh, I'm so ready to move on. I'm tired of college, to be honest with you. And I'm so ready to move on. And, you know, I got second team, and I said, oh, okay. And I didn't really think too much about it. I'm so ready to uh, to move on to this next level of, and, of basketball. And, you know, I got it. You know, I appreciated it. You know, thank everybody who helped me, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, all-league guy two years. You know, appreciate God just for keeping me healthy for two years. Uh, and then – you know, but I'm ready for this next level. That's really how I felt about it this year. This year, I was like, okay, second team again. You know, okay, that is what it is. All right, let's get ready right. for this next level. Now, John, hey, you guys are actually getting ready to play in the, the D2 NCAA tournament before this whole yeah. bullshit-ass coronavirus pandemic started. Um, so yeah. just talk about how you guys found out about it and the feelings after, because you guys had traveled to Hawaii. And you guys were ready to go, because I think it happened the day before you guys played, right? Yeah, so like going in, I think that deep down everybody knew that things weren't going to go smoothly because it started off like, first of all, when we had our listening party, they got some Mexican food that was terrible. So that was strike number one. I was already like, oh, it's not about to go good. Oh, man. So then we get to the airport, you know, we find out or whatever, what see we are, who we're playing. We get to the airport, something's wrong with our plane and we're delayed like two and a half hours. And I'm like, oh, great. So we get there, you know, we have practice that night. And then the next morning we were all getting ready for breakfast and coach was just like, you know, they, they canceled the tournament and it was, it was hard. Like, I I don't know about my teammates, but for me personally, it was a bittersweet moment. Uh I was very ready for my college career to be over you know, all of the the things that happen within the year and my feelings towards certain players and, and other people within the team. I was very ready for things to be over, but it, it hurts that the way that it ended because I think that we had the ability to go very far. Right. And now there's always this question mark at the end of my career. Right. And that's what hurts the most. Not that it's over, but how it actually ended for me. Because right. you get any closure, like either we could have lost here or we could have won a championship. Like that's yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And we were so excited too to go out there. We had never played APU. You know, them girls is like six three, six four. You know, they was probably gonna have thirty block shots on everybody. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, we we could have took them, and it would have been a great game. And you know, every game moving forward would have been right. great. And, you know, the fact that we're in Hawaii again, it was it was awesome. But, you know, it is what yeah, it is, I mean, and it ain't what it ain't at the end of the day. At least you guys got to uh, be in Hawaii because uh, it could have been Alaska or 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. If it was in Alaska, I would have had a fit. But the fact that it was in Hawaii made it that much better, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get into like with you guys, like your plans after college. You know, uh, the three of us are about to graduate in May. Sadly, we probably won't be able to walk. But that degree is something that won't be taken away from us. So what do you guys plan on doing next? Um, you can start first, Khalil. Um, well, first off, you know, the thing about, you know, this degree, um, you know, I promised my pops I was going to get it. You know, he passed when I was uh, 16. My brother got it. Uh, my mom came from Peru and she has hers. So, you know, there's and my dad has his, obviously. So there was there was right. no excuse for me. Um, so I'm obviously I'm excited. I'm about to get my degree. And um, well, after this, you know, I'm I'm planning on playing professional basketball. I already have my agent and my agency and I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing all that. And then but, you know, at the, after basketball, I plan on okay. going into acting. I plan on going into acting. Everybody who know me and my personality knows that's just exactly. a fit for me. I'm meant to be on Hollywood, you know, that's what I'm meant to wow. do. So yeah, yeah, man. I'm meant to I'm probably gonna do some stand-up comedy too. <laughs> if I can get into it, if I can find my way into it, I'm gonna do some stand-up comedy. But uh that's definitely that's definitely what I wanna do, man. Um I know that uh basketball, you're you're gonna have more time of your life without basketball than you had when you when you were with it. So uh I definitely wanna get into acting when I'm done with basketball after this after this pro stint and then um acting and stand-up comedy and, and all that so that's 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 my plan John. um i have very different plan um i thought about going overseas i got hit up by um some people uh but that's just not my path my body's kind of banged up and i'm ready to move on with my life so i actually applied to um the cal poly grad program and I'm trying to get the grad assistant job over there. And if I do get the job, then I will go and get my master's. Um, and that degree to me is everything. You know, nobody in my family has gotten a master's degree before. And it, it's something special. My mom used to talk about it all the time. She was like, you know, if you get your bachelor's degree, well, you will get your bachelor's degree, degree and that's great, but you need to get that master's degree. That That's everything. So I'm hoping that that, that plans out for me. But if not, uh, my coach at Mount Sac told me that I can have an assistant position there and I'll work for him for a couple years, get some experience, and then hopefully get another job. My dream school to coach at is Long Beach State. Okay. So, you know... It, Coaching under Brian, I know you guys don't know really anything about um, Juco for Women's, but that's like the program. He's known nationwide from many different coaches. He's an amazing coach, and everybody who has coached under him has gone on to do big things. So if that's my path or if the grad assistant job, you know, is my path, I'm I'm all in and I'm following God blindly. So I'm excited to see, you know, what the future holds for me at this point. Would you, would you coach at uh, San Marcos? Oh, huh? Would you coach at San Marcos? That um, I actually thought about that in the middle of season. You know, maybe could I could I coach here, but. 
it's uh it's not the right fit for me let's just put it that way it's just not the right fit for me no you know disrespect to the school to the coaching staff or or none of that it just doesn't fit yeah, it's a contrast in styles no. i thought about that too exactly because uh, i was like thinking about getting into the coaching and i was going to talk to coach about possibly doing any like type of assistant work if i'm not able to go play overseas but then i was like mm-hmm. i'm not really sure if like I would want to be an assistant coach under them just because the way they coach and how I would be a coach. I just know it'd be two different mm-hmm. styles. You feel me? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm, I can't coach at all. I'm going to tell you that my patience is so bad that like, you know, the teaching process is hard for me. Like, like I imagine getting a couple of players that are just dumb in a stump, <laughs> which we do have on, which we had on our team, you know, like, it's hard. It's hard for me. And I, you know, some coaches got it to where they can be patient and I'm just not one of them. I'm so when you have people. a kid, I coach your kid. I mean, that's my kid. I, mean, <laughs> I love him. He's going to start off dumb as a stump too, though. Hey, and I'm willing to teach him because he's a kid. He's yeah, not in college right. dumb as a stump. That's hard, like trying to coach college and people are out here just stupid. Like we had a couple people on our team that had like a lot of natural ability but had no basketball IQ at all and I think that's the worst thing to deal with like as a player and as a coach it's Uh, terrible now uh I told you guys you guys can ask me uh any questions and I answer them honestly so uh, this is the part where you guys do that so yeah yeah yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go first uh with all the time that you know you've been so you went to Butte at first and then you came here do you feel like you've given do you have any you have any regrets uh, I think my one regret would probably be I could have serious because when I got to Butte uh, when I was at Butte both years I pretty much took school serious the entire time but you know we'll all have that one class where you kind of like slack off and you know as a basketball player a lot of times the teachers are just like uh yeah, we'll just pass you or whatever, do this assignment, and you move on. And when I was getting recruited to leave Butte, right. I was taking a stats class. And because I took all my visits in, like, April, and that was around the time we had, like, midterms and all that type of stuff. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm getting recruited. Like, I'll just tell my coach or our athletic director, like, yo, the teacher's not messing with me. I took a visit this day, so I missed this. And I'll be able to make up for the things. So I feel like that was a lesson that I could have learned way back then. But when I got to San Marcos, I was kind of like on the same hype, like going through the motions of class. And then this semester, um, I kind of put my all in all my classes. But there was one class where I was kind of like slipping in a little bit. And then I ended up becoming ineligible because of that. So I felt like, and I was thinking like, for a while, I was like, it's the teacher's fault because I misread the syllabus and there's things I did wrong. But I was blaming it on the teacher. But in reality, if I would have read the syllabus the right way, and just did all the assignments the right way or got higher test scores or scores everywhere else, then me missing those five assignments wouldn't even meant anything, you know? It would just be like, I still have a high grade. Right. I can play basketball and finish the season with you guys. And I missed 10 games. And I think, for me, that was probably one of my biggest life lessons. And then also, for me, that's the first time I started thinking about life beyond basketball. Like, what are other things I can do besides play basketball? Because you guys would leave – um, for what, like four or five days at a time, and I couldn't travel because I wasn't eligible. So for me, right, right, like I would go to the gym or whatever, and I and I only had class two days a week. So and that would be the two days, like Monday, Tuesday, and then you guys would be gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You would come back Sunday. So for me, I had to figure out almost 
other things to do and like how to interact with other people. Cause you know, usually you just hang around the basketball team, those type of people, you know? So in a way I kind of had to like mm-hmm. make other friends. Um, I started to take school a little more serious and uh, just things like that. Hey, let me tell you something with, with the answer, what you just said. Well, first off, let me say this. We did miss no, you on a road no. trip. You were definitely missed. But um, let me say this though. With, with the acknowledgement that you could have uh. done more, that lets me know how much you're growing right there. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, whenever you came to me, it was like, man, if he would have just, if my teacher stopped doing this, you know, I'd always be like in my head, like, well, you know, you right. could have done better. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, I'm going to let you right. figure that one out, though. And now you come in like, hey, right. it was on me. It was on me. And I, I love to hear it, man. I really yeah, do love man. to hear yeah. it. <laughs> Air hug. Yeah, John A, do you have any questions? Um, I guess my only question is like, do you think that San Marcos provided you with the right amount of exposure and knowledge now that you're trying to move forward and go pro? Do you think that that was this was the best school to you're go talking to about basketball at this wise? Point? Uh no, school wise and basketball. Um, uh, school wise, um, I think it's kind of there. I think some of the teachers at San Marcos are a joke, and I think that's part of the reason why I kind of mm-hmm. went through the motions. Because I had, I'm not even gonna name the teacher, but I had one class where the teacher she, she we'd get to class, and she would just basically sit there the entire time. She might put like a PowerPoint up, and she wouldn't even read the PowerPoint to us. She would just click through it and tell us to take notes. And for me, like I'm more of like a an interactive learner, so in that type of situation is where that's where I start to slack off. Cause then I'm like, why am I going to go to class? If you're just putting the PowerPoint up and things of that nature. And then that's where I almost ended up being eligible going into the season this year, because that class I'd got a D minus in, and it was a major requirement class, but the teacher was nice over the summer. She was saying that like, I wouldn't talk to her early in the year and told her like, this is not how I'm used to learning. So she told me early on that if I don't pass the class, she would give me an incomplete and I can work on all the stuff over the summer on my own pace. So I was thankful she let me do that. So I pretty much had to do that throughout the summer. And I was challenging because, you know, it's the summertime. So, you know, I was doing things like going camping, spending time with my family, going places with my friends and all that type of stuff. And then the teacher, you know, oh, she's doing the same thing. So I would email her my assignments, say, Monday, July or June 14th. And I won't hear back from her till July 21st or something, which is like a whole month and a half later. So that was almost a challenge. And it was like, it was just almost like unadded stress that I, I didn't need, you get me? And then basketball-wise, um, yeah. I won't necessarily say they didn't prepare us. I feel like player development-wise, it's the only place where I kind of felt like they didn't really develop us and I wasn't really used to that. And more so this year than last year, I had to learn to get on the gym on my own versus when I was in like JC or high school. We would do segments in practice where we're working on player development or uh, they would be like the gym's open to – like it's not mandatory, but it's mandatory. So everybody would show up. You get me versus here. It was kind of like, you know, after practice is over and then you got like care hours and all type of stuff too. So the coaches only get a certain uh, lot of time with you. So it was just learning how to like get in the gym on my own and really just master like working out by myself. And before I felt like last year, it was like, I felt like I needed somebody to go to the gym with me. So I would always be like, Oh, like Ace or Jace or whoever. Like, let's go to the gym. And if they can go to the gym that day, then I'll just go, all right, I'm going to take the day off. Versus this year, I'll hit everybody up. Like, oh, you're trying to go to the gym. And if they said no, 
I'll take go to the gym and be in the gym. You hear me? So that was probably yeah. one of the things. And then I think right. also, um, I'm more so this year because I missed a lot of games and then I wasn't getting a lot of time this year because I came and hurt and things like that. So I also like would just almost took a step back and looked as a player, things that I need to do to grow my game. And then I just looked at other players and it kind of almost gave me like that fire again. Cause you know, over time you kind of lose that fire sometimes. And I feel like that's kind of like what yeah. it did. And I was kind of like, this year, like a lot of people would say, like, do you regret anything? And I kind of don't regret how the year went. And I'm kind of like glad it went the way because I feel motivated again. And like, I'm ready for just the next chapter and just to start fresh. Yeah. So as a person, what are, you, are areas that you need to like to grow in to be your best you? Um, I think for me, I probably need to be a little more uh, open minded. And uh, the crazy thing is, so. I, yeah, I'm not really an open-minded <laughs> person, and I didn't really, I mean, I kind of, I knew it, but I didn't really realize it, if that makes sense, and then I was taking a, a women's and health class this year, and if y'all all know me, I'm not really, like, big on the whole women empowerment or pro-empowerment of any type of people, I feel everybody has a level playing field, and uh-huh. after taking that class, and I'm still in the class right now, that opened my eyes to, uh, there's a lot of things wrong in the world, and just just things like that, so... I don't know if that really answered the question. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. What were you about to say, Khalil? Uh, I forgot because I started thinking about the women <laughs> empowerment thing. So, like, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Like, no, 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 I know this is a little off topic, but the feminist, the whole feminist act, you know, movement, like, I, I mean, you know, I truly believe in that 100% as long as, you know, like, I love when women, you know, pick themselves up and raise themselves up. Um, but I don't like how I think the feminist act movement kind of changed into, because uh, I wish I took that class, man, because right. that's some stuff I would say, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't like how you know, the feminist act kind of turned into uh, instead of just bringing themselves up, they also want to bring right. men down at the same right. time, you know, and that's not everybody, but you know, it, it's, it's like the feminist act was really made right. to just empower women, right. you know what I'm saying, and bring yourselves up, but not at the cost of yeah, others, I had that just same bring yourself up. Until I got into the class, and, and then once I got into the class, they yeah. really start uh, opening up and speaking about just different things, like some situations, like you know, you have to put somebody down a is what I feel. But um, that that women in flat, it, it goes into real depth. I don't really want to get onto it on this episode. Maybe uh, I'll bring you back for another episode and we'll talk about that. Uh, but, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what threw me off. Like, you threw me off. My whole thing, you said it. Uh, and no, I was like, I was oh, saying, dang, what am I talking about? Like, uh, what would I change as a person? So for me, I was saying, like, that class opened my eyes just to things in the world and how I feel I need to change to be a better person. You get me? I don't really know. Like, it's just right. opening my mind up to just new things of that nature. You know, if I don't want to do this shit, I'm not going to do it. I feel it. Like, to it type shit. Right. But I guess I can ask you guys the same question. What uh, you guys think you guys can do to change as people? And then we'll wrap it up after that. Mm, as a human being. Change as a human being yeah. to improve, I mean, to get worse. better. Um, Right. Um, 
I mean, I think you. Uh, well, I think I'm a little yeah, more sure. open minded than you. Uh, that's <laughs> that's for sure. I think I'm more open minded than you. But I feel like as well, I can be, you know, closed minded and closed off to some things, and I feel right. like I feel like everybody can. So, uh, and again, um, even you know, Coach Ellis, he had a, he had to talk to me this year uh, about um, how some people just don't process things. You know, as fast as as fast as I do, or you know, they don't, they they can't process yeah. more than one thing at one time. So, so uh, I was very closed minded about it, and I was upset. And until I sat back and realized, well, I'm I'm blessed to be able to do that, to for my brain to work that way. Uh, you know, I ended up having a better relationship with some of my teammates because I was able to you know realize that. So I think it, I think just like you, you know, I can do a better job of. Being open minded and realizing and that everybody's not patience the same. and understanding. This is what you're saying. Right, right. That <laughs> that always that. goes a long way. Uh <laughs> definitely being more understanding and patient with people, but also like I'm a kind of person where I have feelings, but I don't really have feelings. Like I'm a very self-centered person. Cold hearted. So I think that this is cold hearted. Yeah, basically, yes. And I think that that's something that I really need to focus on is just being a better person to people and really taking their feelings into consideration. Because if I hear somebody's feelings, I'll just be like, oh, well, like, I I don't care how you feel and, and move on from the situation. And I think that a lot of people have a negative mindset about me because of that. Like, I have good intentions, but I don't have good delivery with my stuff. And that's especially if I want to be a coach and be a successful coach, I think that that's a big thing for me because I don't want to be the coach that treats their players like property and not like people. And if I keep going on this path, that's going to be me. And that's like my main focus moving forward is being less cold hearted. Right. (laughs) You sound like a terrible person. I'm not that. You're you're a terrible person. No, no. That's what I'm here. I know I told you to wrap it up. Actually, since we're on uh, the topic we're on right now, um, so I read a story about I think you and Dinah, like the growth you guys have. Oh, if you want to go into a little bit, just real quick. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, I came from a culture that was very harsh. Uh, you said what you wanted to say, and then you know when you leave the court, it, it's over. Everything stayed on the right. court. And uh, she was from a culture that wasn't like that. She she's very sheltered by her um, by her family. So and by her schooling and stuff like that. So who I was, my personality, she wasn't accustomed to that. And I think that Dinah has the potential to be a great player. And that was one of those things where it's like I was trying to help her get to that point. But my delivery was off. Um, I was very quick to snap and just be like, you need to do this, this, and this. And even though what I was saying was right, she needed to do, you know, everything that I was saying, but I, I needed to sit down and realize who she was. And, you know, the background that she came from isn't the same as mine. Yeah. So we butted heads a lot. You know, I, I, I hurt, I hurt her feelings a lot with how I approach certain situations and, you know, looking back, I do, I, I am like, damn, like, I'm sorry that I came at you a certain type of way, 
But at the end of the day, the growth that I seen from her is like, it's crazy. This year, she was a way tougher person. And I'm not saying like that has anything to do with me. But I think that playing with me and being around me, she got more of my mentality. Like she came into the program this year and was like, I'm all about winning. And last year she wasn't like that. So she kind of got a little bit of me in her this year. And I was so proud of her. So that's like, it's a, it's a relationship where it's like, it's good, but it's bad at the same time. Like I have the best intentions for her, Uh but you know, my, my delivery is just, it's just off. Cause I've never had to check myself in that area right. because I, I didn't come from a culture where I needed to. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, thank you guys for being on my uh, podcast and uh, I'll send this to you guys uh, once it's done. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man, no problem, thank you. Guys, you know? it's all done. <laughs>